Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because I am going to be sharing some things that are just stirring around in my heart during this season and really that have been stirring on my heart for several years, but even more so now in this season, God has me in. And I'm going to be sharing with you part of my new book. It's a devotional called Come Away With Me, Cultivating Intimacy in the Secret Place. And it is a 50-day devotional. Originally, when I wrote it, it was just going to be like a 30-day devotional. And then I felt like the Lord told me to make it 50 days. And I was kind of like, okay, like, not really sure why. I've never seen anyone write a 50-day devotional, which sidetrack on that. I'm totally good with being a pioneer and a trailblazer and doing things that have not been done before, but I felt like there was a purpose that I didn't know, and so I looked into it. I'm like, oh, 50 is symbolic of jubilee and and restoration and and different things, and so I felt like there's such a deep meaning for it being 50 days, and so it's just so exciting when God puts something on your heart, and this is a passion project that I just poured my heart into and it's been so encouraging hearing feedback from readers and I remember releasing my first book and then taking a little bit of a break because if you've gone through something like that whether you're an author or whatever you know realm of creative uh, you could be a painter or musician whatever that is when you put your heart and soul into a project and then it releases sometimes you just need a little bit of a break because it's intense it's an intense process and so uh, during that time I actually woke up in like the middle of the night or super early in the morning. It was like maybe five or six, which if you know me at all, I'm not a super morning person. So I don't wake up wide awake normally ever. (laughs) And so that morning I woke up and I had the title, the subtitle, and literally all the chapters just came to me and I wrote them down, went back to sleep and I woke up, you know, later on and I was like, did that actually happen? And I looked at my phone notes and I'm like, this is going to be good. So it was just such a a joy to write this devotional. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit with you. I'm going to be sharing my chapter called Scene in a little bit here, but I just, I love the heart of this chapter of this day's writing because it's all about being fully known by God. And there is a song by Torrin Wells that I love called Scene, or it's called Fully Known. And I love that song because it's all about God seeing every part of who we are and loving us. And I think about that a lot, just how great his love is and how unchanging it is and how the word says it can't be measured. It cannot be taken from us. The Bible says that there is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of Christ. And so it's just such a beautiful thing to really know and recognize that his banner over us is love, that he rejoices over us with singing. And the more we know his word, I I just feel like the more we know his word, the better we understand his character and his love for us. And I think it's so important for us as believers to have a firm understanding and knowledge of who he is based on our own experiences 
with reading his word, obviously everything we experience has to be backed by his word. And just to have that and to not just have like secondhand experiences of like, oh, well, Janice, like, you know, walk through this with the Lord, which is great. We need each other's testimonies and all of that. But we have to have our own understanding of who he is and not just, um, you know, secondhand. Secondhand is just what I keep hearing is like secondhand. You know, my I would tell this to my youth kids back in the day when I was leading youth group, I would tell them God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. And so, yes, there's maybe seasons of your life where you're riding on the coattails of someone else's faith as you're growing and learning, but eventually you have to step into that for yourself. And I think that's so important for us as older people (laughs) to pour into the younger generation and let them know like, hey, you can hear from God yourself. You can read the word of God yourself. You can flow in the gifts of the spirit yourself. It's not just for adults. It's for everyone. And in fact, I think it's much easier for children. And that's why we're called to have a childlike faith because they don't question everything like we do as adults. And and um, they just have such a purity in their faith that I think gets robbed a lot of times for us when we get older. But um, yeah, one of my one of my biggest focuses with my youth group, I did middle school youth ministry for a few years and our name was Identity. And it was all about our identity in Christ and who God says we are because I don't have to tell you, you guys already know that the world will try to just taint our identity and water down who we are and then take the best parts of who we are and make us feel ashamed of them or embarrassed of them. And I've shared this a lot uh, when I share my testimony at different occasions, whether through writing or speaking, that I remember being as young as second grade and absolutely like hating who I was and looking around and being like, ah, I just, why do I have to be like this? Like, I want to be like other people. And in the comparison, even at a young age, it's insane. And so now working at an elementary school, I try so hard to really build up the kids that are in my sphere of influence and, and to call out their gifts and let them know how special they are and how uniquely created they are. And, and just to love on them because that it's insane to me now thinking about how insecure I was at such a young age. And I remember like literally praying, God, please change me. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be the loud, funny girl. And like all of my best qualities in the ways that God designed me were being attacked by the enemy from a very young age and causing me to not want to be who he created me to be. And you can look around at our culture now and just see there's such an attack and a target on identity in so many areas. And I just think it's so, I don't know, when I stepped into a relationship with Christ as a, as an older teenager and really was born again and, and surrendered my life to him and began to live for him, it was then that I really began to embrace who I am. And even more so in recent years, it it didn't happen all at once because I went through some other things that a lot of you already know about, and I'm not going to get into on this episode, but just a lot of attack on my personality and and looks and different things and just being um, cut down, criticized, demeaned, belittled in a lot of ways by different people. And so it has been a journey for me to just really fully step in and be confident in who I am in Christ. And I still have moments where I have to remind myself of who I am in him. And when those accusing voices, whether that's the enemy using someone else to speak things into me that are not in line with the word of God or they are out of alignment with the truth, or if it's just the enemy throwing those fiery darts at my mind. And we all experience that. He targets our mind. And that's why we have to have that shield of faith 
in front of us because the Bible says that it extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. And it's so important that we do take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. We literally arrest those thoughts when they are not in the line with the truth. And we know that is not the voice of my God. We just, we have to get good at recognizing it quickly and dismissing it quickly because it's so easy to take those thoughts and let them like be seated into our hearts. And then next thing we know, we're believing a lie and we're living from a place of, of mistaken identity or just insecurity and all those things. And I so just want to live my life in a place of complete freedom where I can be fully who God made me to be. I don't have to be ashamed of my big personality. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea and I'm okay with it. Like God walked me through a season a few years back of really, really, really ridding my heart of of people pleasing and the fear of man. And and I've shared this in other episodes too. And we think of fear of man, where it just talks about in the Bible that the fear of man is a snare. And a lot of us would hear that and be like, well, I'm not afraid of people. Like I'm not afraid of nothing. But the reality is that is also, it's not just like fear for your physical state. Like it is fear of their opinions, fear of rejection. And those are things like I never, I never wanted to say or do anything that might hurt someone's feelings or upset someone. And because of that, I was compromising the truth. And that's not like I wasn't believing the truth or living the truth myself, but it was not so easy for me to speak up when I knew something was wrong. And then if you know me now, you're like, really? Because I am so passionate about the word of God and truth that it's very hard for me to be quiet. And sometimes I have to say, okay, God, is this right timing? And sometimes just a word for people who have that boldness inside of you to speak up and say something when you see something that's not right, to ask the Lord, am I supposed to say something or am I just supposed to pray about this? And then let him lead you in that. Because there have been times when I want to speak up about something. And sometimes it's not even something like, you know, that I'm wanting to correct someone in or anything like that. Sometimes it's like, I have a word from the Lord burning inside of me and I want to speak up. I have this boldness inside of me and I know this is what God is saying. And I want to say something in the Lord. I can like literally in the spirit, like see the Holy Spirit putting his hand over my mouth, like, nope, not yet. And so I've had several times like that where I know the Lord has a word for someone, but it's not time for it to be released yet. And so it's so important for us to really seek the Lord before we say anything because we're accountable for all of our words. The word says that we will give an account for every idle word. And that is a very <laughs> holy, terrifying reality. And so I always pray like, God set a guard over my mouth. I pray that my words would edify and encourage people that I would speak life and truth, Lord, remove death from my speech. And ultimately we know that the Bible says that our speech the mouth speaks what the heart is full of and and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's a couple different translations there that I just shared, but basically whatever is in your heart is what is going to come out of your mouth. So if you want to know what is in your heart, pay attention to what you're saying, pay attention to what you're saying, because it's going to reveal what's in your heart. And so the best prayer to pray regarding all of that is God purify my heart. Lord, search my heart, see if there's any wicked or any offensive way in me and purify me. I have a sign hanging up in my house that says, created me a clean heart. And there's the scripture that says that created me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that is like my heart 
is like, I just like, God, I just want to stay surrendered. I want to leave my heart on the altar all the time. God, if there's anything in me that is not pleasing to you, remove every ounce of selfish ambition, selfish motives, anything that is carnal or of the flesh. God, I want to walk according to your spirit. I want to be led by you, God. I don't want to do anything that is not pleasing and honoring to you. And so obviously none of us are perfect. And so don't put that pressure on yourself, but I think it's so important that we stay open and humble before the Lord so that he can do his work in us. And he is so good and so faithful to his word. And it's so important that we are in the word because the Bible says that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. We cannot change ourselves. We cannot change ourselves. It is only through the work of the Holy Spirit and through the power of his word that we are changed. And when we read his word, we begin to live our lives in conformity with his word. And we see things, maybe that our our mindsets are just out of alignment with the word. And so we adjust to that. We never adjust the word to ourselves. We adjust ourselves to the word. And I remember having so many just like opinions and ideas and the way that I thought things were before I was saved. And as I got in the word, I let it correct me because there was a lot of mindsets that I had that were not godly. They were not godly at all. And I could do a whole podcast just on those and I probably never will because they're embarrassing. But just thinking about that now, it's like, man, I had a lot of growth and I still do. It's, we have we will never arrive until we are on the other side of eternity. We will never arrive. It's so important that we continue growing in him and letting his word transform us. And he's, he's so good with that. I love that the word talks about um, being washed with the water of the word and just letting his word purify our hearts and purify our minds. And that was a whole rabbit trail I was not planning on uh, taking, but maybe someone on here needs to hear that. So I always just pray, God, you lead what I'm going to say on this podcast. It's very unrehearsed. I'm just sharing my heart and sharing whatever the Lord lays on my heart to share. And so I just love, love him. And I love that the word says too, as I was talking about being corrected, the word says that his word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the worker of God may be equipped for every good work. And so that training and that equipping and correction and everything that happens through the word as we read it and apply it to our lives, it is for us. It's not, it doesn't make God better if we're better. It makes us better. And so I, because he's perfect, he's already perfect. I just, I'm so thankful in America where I live to have access to his word. And it's so easy to take for granted because I've always had access to his word. I've never had to sneak around to get a Bible or anything like that where other brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world don't have that privilege and they're having to smuggle the word or hide pages of the Bible in their pockets and memorize them just in case they're caught. And it's so easy here to get lazy with the word of God because it's like, eh, you know, it's just another book. It's just whatever, but it is so living, so active and so powerful. So I pray if you are someone who does not have a burning desire in you for the word of God, that God would put that hunger and desire and fire inside of you to know his word, because I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll make you more like Christ. It'll make you fall more in love with him and getting, bringing this full circle back to what this episode is really about, um, is it will solidify in you your identity in him and you will be so confident in who God has created you to be that when those accusing voices, the Bible says that we have 
a very real enemy, and he is known as the accuser of the brethren. He is constantly accusing you before God and accusing God before you. So he's making you question, who is God? Does he really love me? Is he really true to his word? Will he do the things he says he'll do? Is he really good? Is he really faithful? Does he really love me? And then on the other hand, it's accusing us before God, and it's putting that shame on us and, like, you know, making you remember everything that you've ever done wrong and all those things. And, and I'm so thankful that the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk according to the Spirit, not the flesh. And so we have so many promises in his word that we have to hold on to. So when the enemy is coming in, the accuser, as the word says, and making you remember those things, those nasty things that you would never admit to anybody, those, those thoughts that you've had that no one else knows and reminding you of, you know, what a wretched sinner you are, that you remind yourself of what the word says and his word trumps everything. And so as we know the word, we apply it, we hide his word in our heart. That's why it's so important to hide the word in your heart. You have to know it because in those moments when you are being attacked and and targeted in your mind, you have to be able to say no. Because part of that scripture that says to take every thought captive, it says unto the obedience of Christ, you, you can't make those thoughts obedient to Christ and line them up with the truth of his word if you don't know what his word says. And in those moments, sometimes you don't have time to look up a scripture or whatever. Sometimes it's like you've got to have that sword in this in the full armor of God. It talks about the sword of the spirit, which is his word. You've got to have that already in hand to slash those lies and be done with them right away. And obviously, you know, if you're really battling with something and it's ongoing, I would encourage you Find some scriptures to battle. You know, don't think, oh, I didn't have a scripture right away, so I can't, I just have to deal with this at all. But I just want to encourage you to hide his word in your heart, memorize scriptures, so that when those attacks come, you can deal with them better. So I'm going to read you guys a little bit of my book here, as I promised. And I hope that it encourages you. This chapter is called Scene. The scripture at the beginning of the chapter is Psalms 139.1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. There is something equally freeing and frightening about being fully exposed. When everything is laid bare and nothing is left to hide, we can feel simultaneously liberated and vulnerable. Our creator has seen the deepest parts of who we are. The places and spaces we may have kept completely hidden from others are not hidden from him. Nothing escapes his gaze. He sees it all and still chooses to love us. Throughout scripture and the entire course of human history, we see evidence of his unfailing love towards humanity. In the book of Genesis, God is revealed as Elroy, commonly translated to the God who sees me. His loving eye is on the grieving, the hopeless, the hurting. His loving hand is continually outstretched, ready to lift the lost and fallen. His loving voice is relentlessly wooing people into a deeper place of intimacy with him. There is no pain we go through, a joy we celebrate, or a mundane moment of our lives that he isn't fully aware of. He wants to be actively involved in all aspects of our lives. But many shelf him as an in-case-of-emergency-only kind of God. When life is good, we often forget he exists and fail to realize our constant need for him. Oppositely, many shelf him when times get tough, accusing him when things go wrong. We question his goodness and ability to lead our lives. Both are dangerous traps. We have to stay steadfast and know that he is Lord of all, in the good times and in the difficult times of life. He wants to navigate us through all seasons of life, continually keeping his promise to work all things together for our good. Romans 8.28 
we must become so deeply confident in his unchanging character that we are unmoved by the circumstances of our lives. When times get tough, we praise him. When times are good, we praise him. Nothing is hidden from the God who sees all. Ponder verses, Psalms 32, 8, and Psalms 139. Prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for seeing me exactly where I am and for loving me enough to find me, heal me, and redeem me as your own. Thank you for searching me and knowing me. You are the God who sees me, and your gaze is always on me. God, I invite you into every area of my life and trust your leading through every season that I walk through. I want you to be Lord of all the good and the difficult times in my life. I choose today to trust your leading and stay steadfast in you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I pray that that encouraged you. I actually got feedback from my friend a few days ago about that chapter specifically, so I thought that would be a great one to start with sharing on the podcast. It's been, like I said, so encouraging getting feedback from people and and just as the author of it, as someone who, you know, poured my heart into this book, it's so curious to, you know, like to put it out there and see what kind of feedback you get and what people say. And it has been nothing short of absolutely encouraging for me. And God is just so, so good. It's so cool to just see the gifts that he's put inside of me. And I have, I have a gift of writing to see it impacting other people and it's so beautiful and so I encourage you whatever gifts God has given you we all have gifts um the we're all created (laughs) with good works for good works and with gifts and talents and and I think sometimes it's so easy to look at the gifts that we have and to not think much of them because it's so not it comes so natural to us like for me writing does come very easily and so it could be very easy for me to just dismiss it and be like well it's just whatever I just write whatever but it's a gift that God's put in me to impact this world to advance his kingdom and push back darkness and so I my prayer for you is that if you are like I don't have any gifts or I don't know what they are Janice that you would you would press into the Lord and that he would even by the end of this episode before I pray the prayer at the end that he would begin stirring things inside of you and opening your mind and heart to what gifts he's given you and even start giving you some blueprints on how to use those gifts that are within you to impact the world around you because the world needs them. The world needs my writing. The world needs whatever you carry because it helps us draw closer to the heart of God. And that is ultimately what we were created to do is to know him. And that's why I love the subtitle of this book. The Lord gave me is cultivating intimacy in the secret place, which could be a whole nother episode because I love talking about the secret place, but just staying intimate with him and knowing that he desires intimacy with you. He already knows everything there is to know about you. There is nothing that you've ever done or ever will do that is hidden from him. And it And there is nothing that you have ever done and ever will do that will change his mind about you. He loves you with an endless love and nothing in all of creation can take that love that he has for you. And and I just encourage you, if you're someone who is realizing, even as I'm speaking this, that like there's something blocking that from you, that you're feeling like you're having a hard time receiving the love of God. And sometimes that's because our earthly fathers haven't been the best examples or we haven't seen a display of love in a in a nat in a tangible way here on this earth, I pray that God would break through those barriers and that you would experience His love because it is a love like you will never know anywhere else. Even if you have had the best example of love displayed in your life, it is nothing compared to the love of God. He is so 
so good, so rich in mercy, so full of compassion, and so faithful for you. And his eye is always on you. He is always thinking of you. The Bible says that his thoughts for us outnumber the sand of the sea. If you go to just a local beach and grab a handful of sand and try to count the grains, it's impossible. Like, so to think of all the grains of sand that are on the sea or on the entire world and know that his thoughts for you are even more than that. It's like, wow, God, I am always on your mind. And the reality is that his thoughts toward us, like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, are good thoughts. It's so easy to maybe even think that like, oh, he's so good about me. He's probably like, oh, this like whatever. No, his thoughts, when he's thinking of you, he is smiling. He's in a, he's like, I heard someone say he's in a good mood towards you. I've been hearing that a lot. God loves you. And it's so important that we know what the Bible says that love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It isn't proud, rude, or self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. It's not easily angered. It rejoices in the truth. And so I encourage you to look up 1 Corinthians 13 and put God's name in there. God is patient. God is kind. God is not easily angered. God does not keep records of wrongs. It's so important that we know the heart of our Father and that we really know and understand His love for us. And and I say that with a dis- disclaimer because I don't feel like in our finite minds we could ever fully know His love in, in, its, in its entirety because it's so much greater than we can wrap our heads around. But my prayer is that you have an understanding of His love and that your understanding is is truth and that we just would put away any lies that we believed about who God is and and ultimately that goes right back to being in the word and knowing his word knowing his heart for you so I'm going to go ahead and pray and bless you thank you guys for listening I so appreciate every person who takes the time to listen to these episodes and I am just so thankful to be able to share my heart with you and to share what I feel like the Lord puts on my heart uh, with you. So thanks for tuning in. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I pray that it would encourage hearts. God, I pray that it would inspire them to fall more in love with your word. God, I pray that everything that I said would pull people, ultimately pull people closer to your heart, God. I pray that you would reveal your love to them in a greater measure than they've ever experienced before. God, I pray for every person who has gifts inside of them that they have yet to discover that are laying dormant. God, that you would reveal what those are, God, and show them, just lay out the blueprints for them. Show them, God, how to steward those things. Lord, to advance the kingdom of God, to push back darkness. I speak blessings and life and and health over every single person who tunes into this episode. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just bless them, bless their marriages, bless their finances, bless their families, bless their workplaces, their businesses. God, everything that they touch, I declare that it will prosper. In Jesus' name, amen.